Fatal Fury, the motion picture, released February 9th, 1999, is the the final entry in the, the Terry Bogard saga. I'm Del Avento. I'm Joe Whitmore. And I'm Lone Wolf, Nick Nundahl. And this is Attract Mode. Battle Fury, motion picture. Finally, a movie. A movie. A movie in this series. <laughs> about the Fatal Fury video games. The first of the third movie. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. So, yeah. So, the previous two movies were not motion pictures. We're not theatrical, theatrical releases. Yes. But this one was. And so, they got to step up the budget and make the animation a lot nicer. They got to bring in. At times, it uh, was nicer. Yeah. Bring in some voice actors. Uh, they got to make some original characters. None of these characters. No, not, not none of these characters. None of these characters. <laughs> Terry Bogart, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but- say hello to Harry Yogurt. <laughs> right. Ew. Um, I don't want to say hello to Harry Yogurt. <laughs> they also got to extend the time of the movie, which... Yeah. To from it, an hour to... To its detriment. Yeah. <laughs> to an hour 30 plus. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what less of a they got to and the more they have to if they're going to sure. make a... If they got the budget. Theatrical release. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is there... They, there has to be. There can't be a movie out. There's like, a minimum for feature film. Is there? Like, yeah. Like by production. Is it 90 like minutes? Distribution requirements. 90 minutes, minutes or movies, something. So yeah. Like the Pokemon movies are like hour 20. So, yeah. but I've, I'm I'm thinking of like there's no such thing as like a sub hour, sub sixty minute theatrical release, right? Well, there I'm sure that you can like theaters have special runs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For a feature film, there is a minimum. I'm pretty well, sure. Uh, Corpse Bride was only one hour and fifteen minutes long, released in three thousand two hundred theaters. Thanks for that tidbit. Is it a? Is it the least min- minimum feature uh, film? The least minimum. The least minimum. That seems to be just like on a first Google. It doesn't like say definitively, but it is like the thing that comes up. Feature film minimum length. Google go 80 and 180 minutes long. So wait, 180. Well, That's the typical. I should actually say uh, the Screen Actors Guild definition sets the minimum at 80 minutes, though. So. Got it. Which is now hour 20. There we go. Which is longer than the Corpse Bride. So the Corpse Bride <laughs> was not a feature film. <laughs> Take that, Corpse Bride. <laughs> yeah. Taking you down a peg. Well, <laughs> not, not as, as lauded a film mm-hmm. as Fatal Fury. It wasn't that's a for feature. Sure. Good video game, though, Corpse Bride. Yeah. Very good video can't game. Can't wait till we get to the, uh, the Corpse Bride franchise. Yeah. So, this movie, how are we feeling? Hey, Knock, you know we knocked out two Fail Fury movies back to back. Yeah, and I mean, look, we're, we, we've we've beaten the trilogy now. Yeah. So at this point, like, it's hard to say goodbye to the adventures of Terry Bogart, or as well, they say in this movie, how do they even say it? Terry Bogart. Bogart. Terry Bogart. Terry Bogart. It's kind of like Stewie almost. Yeah. Andy Bogart. The. <laughs> it's just gonna be it's gonna be hard to put down these memorable characters and all their memorable traits like 
Yeah, I was like 90% of the way through this movie, and I was like, what the fuck are some of these characters' names? It's impossible. So I think that is the weird thing, is that they did bring in a lot of new characters, and it's they're not memorable names. None of them, like, Pinna or uh, Jammin. Jammin, Jammin sticks Jammin, with me. Jammin's okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was named, his name was just Ham. No. <laughs> yeah. Hammon. Hamon. Yeah, he is very JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Which is the hamon thing? Yeah, but that means ham. Yeah, ham on whole wheat. No, no, I mean like. All right. Look, he's a piece yeah, of ham. You know how Joe? Let's break down how improv works. <laughs> okay, you suggest an idea, and I go, "Yeah," and here's another piece of it, and then you go, "No." <laughs> no, no, no. You understand? Know I think the word hamon means ham. Yeah, it's not spelled that way in this in this movie. It's spelled with an I, not an O. What about in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where they all use hamon as like their their main power? Well, that's different. That's not that doesn't that mean ham? ham. That doesn't mean. I'm just saying this guy was named after a deli meat. That's not the case in JoJo's Bizarre. But they say jammin. They do. <laughs> they do say jammin. That it, was just it, that it, was just a bad dubbing. No, it's not. It's J A M I N. It's jammin. All right. Well, he be jamming. Look, here's the deal. He was a memorable character. Right, well, next time Joe says anything, let's just both look at him and say no, because <laughs> this doesn't work otherwise. Uh, okay, Nick, how you feel about this movie? Just quick, man. All right, you guys told me it was better. Were we wrong? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think it was too long, too complicated. It looks better, but it lacks fun. A panache. Yeah. A pizzazz. So we'll get into all the details of that. But the old razzle dazzle. I, I felt like number two was very quotable. Number one was very quotable for like dumb quotes, like silly quotes that made me laugh. Not sure. good things, but just quotable. This one, maybe like two lines mm. that are worth quoting, and then everything else is ugh. I did feel a bit of burnout at the end. Yeah, but what I actually enjoyed about this is that I was like kind of attached to these characters at this point. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it was Stockholm syndrome or what, but <laughs> it is Stockholm that. Syndrome. It is that. But it, I am with you there. But I like cared about Joe Higashi. I cared about Terry Bogart. Joe Higashi is probably the best character in the franchise. What? He's, well, I mean, if you if you want to count villains, then maybe Krauser. But Joe Higashi is. What is that he to him? He says funny things, he and that makes him endearing. So plucky. He is so full of himself, and yeah. he just like, all right, let's get into the movie because like, all there's right. some parts where he, I don't know, he he holds his own uh, as a character. All right, so we begin in Alexandria, Egypt. There's an excavation happening. Some people are, are digging up some yeah. some old ruins, murdering a scorpion with a flamethrower <laughs> because that's reasonable. <laughs> that is what. Yeah. <laughs> So they ask him after that, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of overkill. Yeah. Um, apparently, the the main person, main excavator, archaeologist, whatever, is a character in the in the move in, okay, the, in that's, the games. That's good because I was going to point out this movie opens with an archaeologist who gets into a, a bit of a pickle. We'll describe in a moment. But his first like reaction is to charge up a ball of energy from his hands and try to throw it. And I'm like. Yeah. Does everybody have magic? <laughs> just just got to think hard enough. Yeah. That's the way this world is. Yeah. That's just the way this world is. So basically he finds a, uh, it, it's, it, it, it turns out to be armor, but when he uncovers it, it's like statuesque. It's mm -hmm. just like a statue of an arm and then the armor itself is, is wrapped around it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a holder for it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the excavation crew, the, ex the excavation crew, you know, topside 
has uh, run into some trouble. Some bad dudes showed up. Yeah. And there's a guy just sitting in his truck. And this guy walks up. And he's like, hey, buddy, you can't be here. This is like, this is an excavation dig. He's like, oh, God, no. And the guy just punches through the windshield. There's so much bad voice acting where they're trying to rush through a series of thoughts in the limited amount of time. Right. As yeah. opposed to the Japanese. Right. Which dubbing. probably, yeah, makes a lot more sense at the time. But yeah, so they're just there is like a lot of like oh god, quick, I gotta get the line out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they these guys attack clearly superhuman, uh, a trio of I don't know, uh, just just the new big bads. I mean, I don't know yeah, what else to say gods, about them. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's, it's well, they're just dudes. Yeah, they, who are they? They are jamming. Yeah, which was the guy that punched through the the glass. There yeah. is a uh, sexy man. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, I, I have it somewhere in yeah, here. Me, I will find it. Uh, uh, Hauer. Yes. Thank you. H-A-U-E-R. And then he's got a weird bird mask, right. gold mask. Yeah, thing he looks like a uh, like a Renaissance era plague doctor. Yeah. And alchemist. he's got like open vest right. so he can show off his chest. He is rippling. And then like, muscles. <laughs> rippling. <laughs> rippling. He's rippling. He's got, he's got he ripples. Wow. Uh, did you say Pony? Panny? Pinna, I think. Pinna. I have P A N N I. Okay. Did you just, you just swap yeah. the vowels by mistake? Yeah, Panny. Pony. Pony? Yeah. Panny? Lady villain. Panini. Um, I don't remember them ever saying her name. I had to look it up and then I must have written it down wrong. Yeah, like they said Jammin' at least a couple times during yeah. the film, so I was able to get that one. All right, so Jammin kills this guy through the windshield. Another dude witnesses this and just goes, You're dead! and pulls out a pistol to shoot him, fires yeah. a shot, and then Jammin just catches it he just catches yeah. the bullet between the his two middle finger, and his yeah. index fingers which also made me think of jojo's like jamin's whole character makes me think of jojo's bizarre adventure because he's proto just jojo of, yeah a pro jojo proto pro jojo uh but that's the very like that's a very mo- uh jojo's move where you would like do something so extreme with the tips of your fingers you know like yeah it's impossible for any other man and, and then he, he it throws so the bullet back and it goes dead center through the guy's forehead mm-hmm. he collapses dead that's when I knew that I was in for a good time. See, I, I can see why you would like that. I feel like... It's a good p- bit of action. Fatal Fury 2's opening. Big orchestral music, Castlevania style. Like That would have been better if there was a good movie that followed it. Like That I, was like setting up like it believed it could be good. I don't disagree. <laughs> this is a movie that entirely. knew it was going to be bad from the start and just had to have some fun with it. I guess. I just felt like this didn't put me in the mood that I wanted, whereas the other one did. And it was funny because you commented in the chat about how much you liked the opening to this movie. And I was at the time watching the opening of the other movie still before we realized we had watched the wrong so movie. your excitement up. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is good. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> I've been validated. Yeah. Um, and My taste profile is correct. Turned out to be wrong entirely. They brutally murder a lot of these archaeologists. They kill like pretty much all of them. And then the one who had... Uh, found the armor down in the crypt of the ruins or whatever he's climbing back up he's like god do everything myself those lazy bums yeah. and he gets up and he he's tells like them, dig up your own stinking treasure <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because it, is it like a treasure dig is it like because like i thought it was like scientific i think it's an academic. excavation okay. of a but, burial site but it sounds and- privatized now because like you usually don't refer i don't know I think he well, you get the claiming rights of like I'm the one who found this and then you sell it to a museum or something right I guess. like 
I don't know. They like portraying, usually in film, you like portraying the archaeologist type as like altruistic. Unless he's like an, I mean, even Indiana Jones is altruistic. He could there be. are Nazi archaeologists in that That's as true. well, though. And also that rogue. Actually, was the other guy German too? Not just. I don't know. We're talking about other movies. <laughs> I don't know. We could talk about Indiana Jones. I haven't, I seen, I haven't seen any other movies. I've only ever seen the movies that we have watched for this podcast. <laughs> so he tries to drive away, doesn't do it. Right. Uh, he is intercepted by the new big, big bad, mm-hmm. whose name is Child Man. Laucorn. <laughs> Laucorn. Um, how much did his parents hate him? <laughs> You'll never be a Greek god. He tries to throw the green energy ball at Laucorn. Laucorn overpowers his energy ball with some yes. new energy, kills the archaeologist, presumably, and takes the piece of armor. Which uh, actually his servants like take yes. it and apply it to his leg. Give it to him, and uh, and then it like charges him up. Kind of slurps up on his leg, like yeah, like melts like, and now forms. we'll get the next pieces, and I'll be unstoppable. Well, we, we should mention at this point that his voice is that that of like a, a, a prepubescent fourteen-year-old child. Rufio. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's 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 like Dante Bosco, but like really, really like like if you wanted Dante Bosco, but all you could get was some kid at the end of the street. <laughs> okay <laughs> now i'm gonna be the toughest and meanest guy in this whole world now i will be unto a god yeah he's very like scratchy voiced and it just doesn't fit it doesn't present as a villain at oh, all unless you're just a, you. unless he, you're just an awful kid i guess he like does Joffrey. present as an anime fan yes yes <laughs> he sure does but he when the he, worst type of character <laughs> <laughs> when he equips the armor he like ascends up into the air because they don't really clarify whether or not they have like self-propelling flights or what but he just goes up into the air and he's like and i will rule the world and then like summons a giant fireball and just decimates like yeah. several acres of fort well it's, it looks like it's all trees oh. there's like a tree line and shit yeah like it's a weird. I don't so they know. like trees because then they can show something being damaged. Yeah, they like so. s- they swapped out the matte painting. They're like Egypt. All right, that's been done. you can't destroy anything in Egypt. It's all sand. Yeah, here's a forest. What's he gonna do? Make I a don't think that. The think that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. You're about to give Dylan some guff over it. Hang on, you're gonna really ruin this for our Egypt listeners. All right. Um, I don't want to get on Egypt's shit list. Well, then we go to I believe. Well, we get we get. A shortcut of our intrepid hero. His star comes on a screen. Feel the storm. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and the All opening right. title. I'm going Flash. Now. Yeah. Less less interesting than the one for two. Like two had yeah. the shing shing shing. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. Didn't care for this one. Yeah. D- another another ding against Joe. Whoa, a Nick ding. Yeah. Innovation. I'm not digging the movie though. I'm digging Joe for having a wrong opinion. Take that, Joe. Yeah, but in the last movie they didn't say a storm is coming. (laughs) Yeah, it's real bad. So So you are right though. What you said, like the eyes are getting bigger. Like (laughs) right off the bat, Terry looks weird. He looks alien. They all look weird. He doesn't look like a human anymore. They thinned out their chins, so they have like the really bad anime where it's like they're they're, they just have no chins. Bad. I just think the evolution has Mm. been weird. I think you can do bad. The, I think, I think the arts. Bad. Well, think like yeah. Aeon Flux, where everybody's chins are like you know come to a razor point, and it's like it works in the right context to look weird. I don't want this is supposed to be the real world with magic martial artists, 
and Aeon Flux is supposed to be like a bizarre, like possibly bioengineered future. So like people looking overly lanky and off putting fits that genre. Aeon Flux also had a consistent style. Yeah. This, yeah. this, this has animation... been a slow evolution from looks kind of okay to looks really fucking alien and it's still supposed to be humans in but our also, world. The animation quality within this movie itself is inconsistent. Yes. Yeah. It do, it is on average better than the last two, but uh, certainly, I don't know. I, I think the, the the bulk of the good animation I would argue is in the first half, weirdly. Mm. And then they like spend like a lot of the budget in the like last ten minutes, but like not in a good way. <laughs> right. It's a lot of like really yeah. bland effects. Yeah. We'll get to that though. Yep. Um, so we cut to Joe Higashi. We don't know he's Joe Higashi. No, but. It's Joe Higashi. Joe Higashi. You don't know. He's breathing real heavy. The world's in black and white. They want you to be drawn into a mood, but I like this. Do you? I like this. I mean, I it was a good it, execution. It's for a box, thing, it's a boxing but, yeah. movie like tribute yeah. thing. It's him psyching himself up for a fight. And I think that could work if that went somewhere. But now it's just like jam another thing in this movie. Sure. Jam another thing in this movie. So. Yeah, it is. It is the hyping up of a boxing. Should we describe fight. it real quick, just so people understand? It's black and white. All we hear is Joe's breath, and it's like, <sighs> and you just kind of get these like flashes of what's going on. You see people around him. You see a guy, you know, crouched down, yeah, talking to him, maybe his trainers or yeah, something. Yeah, and they're all muted out, which I, I thought really it was like someone. Yeah, yeah, it's got like that, like like when a bomb goes off in yeah. a war movie, like mute and dull. So keyed into this fight, I thought it was going to be like he's in a hospital or something, not knowing it was Joe Higashi or anything at this sure. point. And then eventually he takes off his boxing outfit and he's like, oh, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, got, all right. He's gotten even yeah. spunkier since the yeah. last movie. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it. He, he like kicks the shit out of a dummy that's there and he's like, yeah, I did it. What, what was up with this snatch <laughs> clip? It's like the guy comes up and then just like it seems like he's got Joe on the outs and then just like one good knee to the face and dude's out cold. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Is so our our next cut after he says all right is just a giant pair of tits and the word <laughs> milk <laughs> made me thirsty. Oh, gross, Joe! I love milk. So the milk is being worn by Mai. Yep, and she is there with Andy, and she says uh, something along the lines of like, "Come on, hit him back, stupid!" To Joe, as Joe is like dodging and weaving and taking some hits with yeah, blocks. Joe stupid yeah joe you fucking idiot meanwhile andy is watching me and he's just like <laughs> my andy Yo, is my. also watching oh he's watching you andy and andy in the movie is watching in the audience but you said watching me yeah me joe oh okay so me <laughs> joe not my is in her milky shirt mm-hmm. sitting next to andy andy is watching intently right uh he's he's not saying anything this fight i actually so this is one of the one of the two fights that i think was actually really yeah, cool, good yeah, like the like, choreography is like the, yeah. the motions were like fluid and followable they also had an energy to them and then uh, it ends with that like a knee to the face and the guy's like oh <laughs> yeah and uh i don't know it, it like it was typical like, okay. martial arts yeah. like yeah I, you think you got me bam i got you also the guy so the guy collapses and then the ref comes down like checks his pulse and then does not clarify whether or not he's dead <laughs> he's <laughs> just like don't say anything <laughs> uh in the winner yeah uh, so I just like to point out though, like this is like a championship boxing match, kickboxing match. Joe, yeah. does that one knee to the face after all that. Why does he even do this anymore? If there's no challenge at all for the world's best championship boxers, 
He's kind of a jerk. He's Joe kind of just is a abusing. Jerk. Yeah, that's it's all true. about the yeah. thrill, man. Joe, it's all about Joe the rush. Joe is shallow. He's, yeah. he, he only wants to. He only wants recognition. Is he, sh- and- is he shallow? He, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But he's also willing to put like everything on the line to do what he thinks is right. But he also, can be shallow and a good guy. Yeah. Also, if you are the world champion, you have to defend your title. Right. So you so have to like, keep on yeah, going. You have no to like, unless he, you forfeit. And Joe is not the kind of guy that would just like forfeit. Absolutely. And this was his return after a year. Right, because this is after the events of his fight with Krauser, where yeah. he broke like twenty-eight bones. <laughs> he like body. basically almost died. Yeah, should have died. Now, honestly, could you have set up some tension where it's like, oh man, he's not as strong as he used to be because he had b- broken bones, and they, they could have been like, oh, he's, right. he's, he's, he's going to be able to come back. But this isn't Joe Higashi's movie. It's right. a whole movie <laughs> yeah. around so Terry. There, there, Joe Higashi should have been in zero of these movies. There are two things right. about that point, Joe. One is they reference the fact that he still has an injury. And then never touch on it again. Yeah. The other thing, just that, like Andy and or Terry in the previous, and movie. that's the other point is that they already did that arc in the previous movie. <laughs> yeah, and didn't do anything with it. Really, Joe's role is mostly to be there to He's shout like and do a, like some extra fighty stuff that has no yeah. consequence in yes. the actual story and have werewolf fangs. <laughs> yeah. So he wins his fight. They are hanging out, having a good time. They're like, "Hey, what about Terry?" Right. Cut to a shot of. Uh, Terry's hat in the window of a plane seat and you're looking through the window and you see the cityscape of, of Tokyo or somewhere in Japan. They say Japan. Yeah. They don't clarify. And the shot is zooming towards the cityscape. And in case you don't know how uh, planes, planes work. Yeah, don't fly that way. Yeah, the window <laughs> looks out perpendicularly to the yeah. direction the plane travels. Someone was not sure. What You've they never were. been on a hammerhead plane. Oh. <laughs> flew in via helicopter that's, that still doesn't add up Joe. <laughs> he flew in he flew in via space shuttle yeah coming in for a landing um so yeah yeah bad shots he does get there um and then we we also have a cut to a girl who is running through the streets of tokyo yes uh um, from we we don't entirely know yet but she's running and she passes by a guy who says yeah man i saw your sister naked <laughs> what a why what a line to keep just the bystander to say yeah. it's weird that nick said there's so few lines to quote in this movie because i feel like there's that's, so many that's like one of very few but that one is what the hell <laughs> he's so casually saying so yeah man i saw your sister naked and, and he's just some random guy in tokyo and imagine you're like running for your life presumably and, you hear and, that? and that and that intercepts into your mind wait a minute <laughs> hold on what she look like? So she runs into Neo Geo World. Neo Geo Land. Oh, is it? It's, okay. Yeah. I believe it's uh, yeah, Neo right. Geo Land. Sports amusements. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I guess it's all fighting games. Maybe yeah. that's why it's sports amusement. Where Terry is not good at them. Terry's being. He has to be bad at something. It might as well be video games. Yeah. I think the, the, <laughs> the child sitting next to him is like, my little sister is better than you or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, yeah, okay. And then he stands up. And his head brushes the ceiling because he's apparently <laughs> eight feet tall because his legs are as tall. They're as like this over child. the height of yes. the arcade cabinet, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just sitting here watching the scene. I'm like, hmm, that's not up. Yeah. Um, as, she, as he's walking away, uh, young girl, the girl. R- runs into him, <laughs> chased by some weird guys with like skull mask faces. They look yeah. like they belong out of like I don't know, maybe like Mega Man games, something, or something. like that. Like yeah, the yeah. proto team skull from Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So they 
they fight and Terry manages to break one of their masks, which seems to like deactivate one of these Whoa. guys. It looks like possession. Let's not let's not skip past it because this is one of my favorite like animation styles they go with. <laughs> it's, I'm one glad of the multiple styles. Is, yes, because it does change. Like well, this is like, the only time they do this. Uh, they no, they change at least one or two. Well, this other is the only times. time they do this style. I mean. Sure, sure. Like, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. they do this like noodly, like noodle arms, <laughs> Lanky. like yeah, everything's all like it's it's just, like. Like a high amount of frames for the animations. They're not. They're not doing like yeah. quick keyframe cuts. They're doing like everything's kind of slapping in their noodle fluid noodles into each other. Yeah, for fluid, and it's kind of fun. Like there's a really there's some really good bone cracking sound effects, and uh, it doesn't look great. No, but it does look distinctive. And at this point, I will applaud any animated movie we watch that does that something does that something looks that, different. Yeah, sure. fair enough. Okay, so yeah, so uh, Terry, like you said, Nick, he. He kicks one of the guys in the face, breaks his mask. Uh, the other two get uh, nervous about it, and so they 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 pick pick up their compatriot, and then they just like hover and zoom away, and then just phase out of yeah. the arcade. <laughs> Opacity wow. literally just getting lowered to zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, like I guess they can fly, and also yeah. like phase through physical objects. I thought objects. these guys were going to be so important for the rest of the movie. Boy, were you wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're in two more scenes yeah and one of them is next right <laughs> so um, they don't so, even like have a long delay until they come back so terry uh tries to find the girl that just ran into him see what the deal was and she has already run off yeah so this is just where this movie wastes so much time because there's no reason for him to have met her here and then nothing happens out of this event sure and then later, they're back at Joe's championship party. Right. They're like, where's Terry? I can't believe he's not here. And he's like, well, maybe this is a dramatic enough entrance and holds up a piece of sushi. <laughs> that would have gotten him into the story. You could start there. Yeah. And not have any of the other like random scene. Right. But we need to showcase Neo Geo Land. I, yeah. Sports that's really amusement. the only reason. Well, because then the girl is at the party looking for Terry. Yes. As if she's never met him before. Right. Well, maybe she didn't know what she he looked like. She probably didn't, but yeah. that doesn't. No, I know. Like it narratively, need it doesn't need to be done twice. I agree. It's a waste of time. I agree. So uh, we have who do we have at this party? We have Joe Higashi. We have uh, Andy Mai. Mai uh, Kim has yeah. come come yes. back. He is busy. He wants to right. re challenge referencing Terry. their fight from the previous movie. He's right. even brought his son with him. Sons, Sons. plural. Yeah, but only one matters. Well, okay. The one son is like mean mugging Andy for no reason. Yeah. At the beginning of this, <laughs> well, of this he probably scene. knows that he's beat his shit. dad up yeah. once. Oh, well, it's Terry. Andy never fought. Oh, Andy. Him. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we also have uh, Big Bull, Big Bear, Big Bear, Big Bear. Uh, the character from the game. <laughs> yes. The girl is like, do you know where Terry Bogart is? And he's like, Well, I wish I were Terry Bogart. If you're looking for her. <laughs> well, it's weird because he says. Well, Terry Bogart's not me, so he's not here. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. That's his whole logic. Which is, he's like, well, it's sad to say it's not me, but I guess that means he's not here. Also, he has like two cornrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like hair lines on his head. I assume it's just the character design in the game, but it's yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's style for you. I am glad, though, that when... So once they all meet, then the fight breaks out. Uh, where one of those skull-faced things comes and breaks into the party. It's a good entrance. Yeah. It, like, crushes a guy against to the, the point where he's bleeding. Yeah. yeah, against glass, and one of the guests sees it and screams. And I was like, oh, this is, like, horrific. That's cool. I get down with this movie being horrific. It kind of had that opening. It kind of has this. This is, like, the last time it's horrific, yeah. really. Well, it does, it well, does like, kill the, the cornrows guy. 
because he sees yeah. the girl in danger, and he's like, I guess I'll show her yeah, my value. Yeah, he tries to help, which is cool. Yeah, um, and, and then, then he gets blasted shot, through the abdomen, yeah. and then yeah. vomits blood. And it's always the way. Mm-hmm. Way you gotta go. And then Kim is like, I'm the only one here with children. I'll I fight. fight this. I know. <laughs> and Terry's like, stop. His children are watching. Don't don't join the fight. <laughs> and then, I get the whole reason. Sure. But it's terrible. As Kim gets brutalized. And then he he sailor moons himself into his fighting gi. Yeah. 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 This is one of so, the first times we see this in this movie. And again, the internal logic of this world doesn't make any sense. Everyone is always wearing fighting clothes under. Right. But it's not even but like it's not like he tore his clothes off and hey, I'm wearing my fighting yeah, uniform. He like flexes and they explode yes. off, but and, not and then, the ones underneath. Yeah, and then well no, but like another stream of like energy like comes into frame and then oh, wraps around him and forms oh, the, okay. the fighting gi. And I was like, okay, I guess whatever consistency is out the window. That's just how clothes work. Yeah. Oh. So Terry wants I want that this guy's kids to see him win against this monster. Sure. But that is but he's like, yeah, he's getting his like <laughs> he's getting the face sh- shit caved in. Yeah, he gets pushed against glass, like yeah, the back like of his plate head, glass. And he's like dragging down, there's a smear of blood. Yeah, and he's like, Hold on, don't do anything. I'm like, that guy's dead. That guy he's dead. Or he's brain dead. damage if yeah. he survives. Yeah. But then he does one good kick. Well, That's his, all you need. His son says, Father. Yeah. He's like all oh, right, my kids. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, that's all I needed is one word spoken by my one son. Father, not the theme the, other of the son. last movie was not to fight. Don't <laughs> fight. <laughs> that's right. I'll win this fight by fighting. Right. <laughs> um, and so yeah, Kim kicks the the possessed dude with the skull mask once in the face. It cracks the mask. He collapses to the ground. Weirdly, they make mention of the fact that when the skull mask comes off. Mm-hmm. The guy underneath is someone they recognize. They're like, "Oh, this is such and such." Yeah, do you know? I don't who remember. That is? Doesn't, doesn't remember. Doesn't doesn't matter to me. It kind of does because you know who it is. Okay, it's the guy from the archaeological dig at the beginning of the movie. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. All right, I didn't know that. I heard the name and then I was like looking up characters afterwards and then I tied the the name they said to the name I saw and I was like, "Oh, that's that guy." So I think that would be cool if it fucking mattered ever again. Yeah, sure. It never comes up again. They're like, "Huh, that's weird." Well, let's leave <laughs> and like talk about what we're going to do. I I don't know. Just yeah, so no, bothered by the drop threads in this yes, movie. Yes. Um, also, all of these guests that have been horrified by this like monstrous person that just got the shit kicked out of them and almost killed another man. I'll just go back to the party. Yeah. Like, right, well, I guess that's over now. <laughs> yeah, they just walk away. Like, right, this is just the life we live. Drink. <laughs> it is. Is free bars, open bar. Do, 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 do. So what do we learn? Uh, so so the woman that was looking for Terry is there. She's the purple hair woman Sulia. from the arcade, Sulia. Uh, she, she does a little bit of like, there's just, there's a lot of, a lot of exposition. Yeah. It's a lot of exposition. So we can and then sum expedition. up pretty quickly, though, that her brother is the big bad. Yeah. Lau Korn. Lau Korn. They are twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sometimes feel each other's feelings. Sure, that's how twins work. They their family had a tragedy happen, yep. and Laucorn wants to avenge them. And the way that he's going to do that is finding all of this armor of Mars because their family is the family of Godimus or whatever. Godimus, yes. They have a connection back to the armor of Mars and becoming war gods yes. by putting them all together. So he's going to get his revenge that way, and she thinks that's a bad thing. And also, she's never met a man who makes her feel as safe as Terry Bogard. Terry Bogard. Terry Bogard. Terry Bogard. So that's pretty much a catch up on all that, I yeah. think. They she is explaining all this while they are traveling to uh the island of 
Rhodos, right? Which is where Godamus resided. Also, she explains how Godamus was like he was alive during the time of Alexander the Great, and Alexander the Great was trying to conquer the whole world, and then he went up against Godamus and lost. I think it is important to recognize that Terry, nor Joe, nor Andy, nor May, my have any personal motivation in this plot? None. They're they were just like, oh, you have a quest. All right. What? It's also like you have a personal quest. Also, Joe's rich. And he's gonna foot the whole bill. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. It's <laughs> and Joe's like, what? <laughs> it's it's weird. It is it is very impersonal to them. It becomes personal for Terry in a kind of like weird way. Well, kind of yeah. like Terry. Everything Terry does comes Every, back to that. Personal, like, yeah, yeah. like he's where he he briefly gets a job at McDonald's and then he goes home at night and gets a glimpse of his old dead girlfriend. Yeah, and she's like you just gotta flip burgers until you're better, Terry. And he's like, you're right. And that's what that's like. Yeah, his McDonald's there's a better burger story. flipper out there than me. Yeah, I have to best <laughs> him in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he goes and kills a, a poor burger flipper in Missouri. Now I am the next. You tried to collect all the spatulas of Ho Ten. <laughs> now I'm employee of the month. <laughs> um, so they go to this island. Uh, they go into some ruins, and Sulia is wearing uh, a necklace that is part of the armor of Mars, or is like a mm-hmm. counterpart yeah, to it's, it. It's a, a heirloom from her family. Yeah, that is not part of the armor, but is right relevant to it sure. anyway. With the legends that are tied with it. So in exploring these ruins, they have like hieroglyphs basically like murals mm-hmm. on the wall and they discover that the uh, that godamus actually established the fighting schools of i don't remember the names it's i don't the, know either the fighting schools that terry and and andy studied under and then also right. the fighting school that krauser studied under yeah uh which i don't know i appreciate that amount of some extra mythology lore. for we've definitely had an escalation universe. that ties into everything like you fight geese and then geese leads to his brother Krauser and their family and like all of the stuff that goes with that. And then you find out that the Krauser Strondheim family is tied to this. Like yes. there's a nice connection, yes. you know, as Time far as a that flat goes. Circle. Okay. <laughs> but uh, ultimately these details are coming too fast and too furious. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the family. Uh, I, I just wasn't interested in, the backstory at this point i was like sure. it's too much i don't I just, care I, I i appreciated the amount of effort put into making the series feel like a series and not right. discrete independent films That's true. yeah because uh, on their own they do look like that for sure yes. yeah um especially since one is just fatal fury with the subtitle the, the motion the, picture and then one is two and then one is the motion picture yeah um so there's a cave-in gang gets split up temporarily uh terry gets injured because he uh tries to save sulia doesn't try to succeeds at saving sulia um he gets like cut on the shoulder we then discover that sulia has healing powers because sure why not let's just keep adding mystical mumbo jumbo and different abilities to the cast and so they find a map of all the other armors all the other pieces of the armor of mars that are scattered throughout the world but not really the world just basically alexander's Alexander the Great's you know, uh, conquered empire. Yeah. Um, so it's like what? It's like there's one in Baghdad. There's one in Turkey. There's one in uh, some parts of the Mediterranean. I don't remember where they start because one gets moved to China at one point. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Right. So basically they're like, all right, let's split up, gang. There are six pieces in total. Right. We know that much. And they're unclear. Like, are they? Do they know how many? 
do wow has. Porn has they at don't. This point? Okay, but I think it's like I think he mentions it's like at the early beginning. He's like, I've got two, four to go, or something like that. Something like yeah. that. I can't remember what the numbers were, but uh, either way, this is basically the Infinity War. Of yeah, yeah. Fatal Fury. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Then we get a cut to Laucorn doing real estate development. I'm unclear on this scene. I don't remember this scene. He's talking with some executive. Is this the flashback? No, 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 no. No? No, no, He's talking to some executive, and they're, like, doing a business deal. Joe? And I assumed it was for, like... Memories of this? <laughs> Laucorn. Yeah. Executives. He's, yeah, he's in, like, a Skyrise. He's, like, in a big resort. Skyrise. Something. This this is a blank for me. Okay. It doesn't matter, so right. I was just yeah. trying to, to I, figure I weirdly, it out. I remember somebody buying a hotel or something, but like, I thought yeah. it was in the second movie where he like looks up and he's like, what a weird guy or whatever. No. Was that this movie? Sure. I guess they're a little blurred together for me now. Yeah. But either way. But this is also when he goes, uh, uh, Laucorn like goes into his elevator and goes down to like his throne room and sits on his throne and all his henchmen are there and he's explaining the deal this this room doesn't matter at all the rest of the movie Room doesn't matter also so many little things that don't matter no matter where so so uh apparently laucorn is like a billionaire or something some i mean it's it's clearly the godimus family has had it ongoing like you would assume but i guess but it never it's never really explained right so apparently he has unlimited resources and then also it doesn't matter where in the world the good guys are the bad guys always know, but they, they never. They, they have never... spies watching them. They do set that up. Oh, they at least. do. Okay, I so didn't they're know like that. every time, like they're in a public library talking about like, oh, one of the pieces of armor was last seen here. Oh, but then it moved over here. So we're going over here, and then it'll like the camera will pan just a little bit to show yeah. someone listening in, right? Or and then, I remember that, yeah. But but it, even when they're in like isolated places. Yes, they still know. Always. And that's where I'm like confused. Well, that's the other thing is like they, they do they do kind of get it because there is one part where they are in an isolated place they leave that spot then there's a person on a cell phone is like they just booked flights to this place like mm-hmm. so they're watching everything that the okay bogard team okay. does okay um so the gang splits up uh uh was it it's terry sulia joe go to antioch in turkey okay and then andy and uh, my and Joe. Well, Joe goes somewhere else and then it, catches up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and my go to Baghdad. Yeah. So that's where they go. So the Terry team gets to gets to Turkey. Terry is tipping the bellhop when they're being checked into the hotel rooms. He drops out of his back pocket as he's tipping him a picture of Lily. Yeah. Celia picks it up. She's like, oh, who's this you girl? cheated on me. <laughs> no. Even though we're not that's, in a relationship. That's more like the other girl, Mai, would yeah. do. But no, she's just like, oh, yeah, I saw the picture of your girlfriend. And he's like, she's dead. <laughs> but he doesn't even say it like that. He's like, she's dead. Yeah. Back to dinner. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. They wanted to lay the groundwork that like, oh, he's open for yeah. business. <laughs> <laughs> and Terry then has a uh, nightmare. He hallucinates Lily again. Is Lily a ghost? I like that Terry's crazy. It just makes Terry more interesting. Yeah. If he's just that he's unhinged. I, yeah. I hope she's not a ghost. I hope, yeah, that she is just him believing this stuff. Because if she's a ghost, she's a little too connected to current events. Like she can interact too much, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if it is just Terry 
having this crazy flaw that you know so once goes, in a while he hallucinates shit this goes to, goes to his office like terry don't fuck anyone else terry you piece of shit i saw the way you were looking at her at dinner i'm dead is that all you have to say about me terry He's, terry bogart he says that bogart. The, the, the day you died is the day my life lost meaning which i sit there and go was their relationship that fully fleshed out no. in the first movie? Didn't they like meet? Like, well, they met as, as kids. kids. They were and children. They yeah. didn't really know each other. No. And then, and he, then, comes then back. he caught that rose. Yeah. The, which they show again. From the Queen of Southtown. Uh, did you think they reanimated that or do you think they used the old animation? It looked, it it looked, looked new. new. Yeah. It looked new. It's an interesting scene to reanimate, I guess, because like, again, it's packing too much they into this movie. should have re-recorded the line where the guy goes, I can't believe it. She's such a babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, really cinch up that it just flashback. Feels like they do too much. You don't need Lily in this movie. I don't know. I disagree. It's kind of like the MCU where you have Infinity War and you just want to get all those references in. I was like, as a fan of the franchise, you are a fan. I of the was franchise. like, I wow, I've seen you. all the movies they're referencing. Joe has one of those hats. I've seen all and two the fingerless gloves. You throw <laughs> yeah. the hat when you're when you every win time, every yeah. day. Every time he says goodbye to anyone, <laughs> he throws his hat at and them. And I shout, Knuckle Hatu. Then he has to buy a new hat. He has a crate of it's, yeah of a well, hundred hats. I've also got like a metal pr- imprinting press, so I can like <laughs> yeah to clamp the, yeah. <laughs> the metal plate on the hat. Very expensive, but when you when you're a real fan, this is also when the library scene happens. The next day, they go to the library. Like Nick references, they learn about where um, enhance enhance. This is the scene where they're learning stuff. Yeah, they're learning about uh, the 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 crusades. And can we just say that like hand wave over a large portion of this movie by saying they search a lot of places yep they find empty vessels for mars armor that either the guy has already gotten or somebody else has gotten someone else yes and and we just keep recycling that concept several times and just jump past that well we do need to (laughs) get to baghdad because baghdad begins with a fucking naked shower scene oh right Wait, wait 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 okay we can go back i guess is this past the cave where they go in the cave? Yeah, Joe. It is? <laughs> yeah, Joe. Come well, on. Which cave? They well, go in multiple caves. So there's a cave where like there's like a rock fall at one point. Yes. But I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe's I'm sorry. not here. Uh, well, did we, we mention had a very full did, day? Oh, all I really yeah, I, playing I, Dungeons and Dragons today. <laughs> I killed I killed all right, anyways. <laughs> did, did we mention Joe's underwear in the no. cave? No. Okay, because this is all right. Look. This is what's important to Joe. This okay. is important to me. All right. Joe is just wearing like they've all got like like expedition clothes. Well, they've got like summer wear on, but Joe has just got like a speedo on, <laughs> which is just interesting caving choice. Yeah, like yeah. I realized yeah. that it's my spelunking speedo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that, that's what it matters. Sorry. Well, I guess, also, right. Mai is I'm like, out of the cave. Mai is wearing the most scantily clad bikini. Just. She's got a rope going between her legs yeah. to yeah. cover. her. Absolutely ridiculous what they do with Mai in this movie. There are parts of this movie where Mai's boobs point in different directions on their own. They're just like, wow, wow, wow. Those are actual boob sound effects. Yeah. Those they weren't used, made they, by they Nick. Were, yeah, it was a Foley artist in studio wiggling their boobs around just to make that sound for the podcast. Wow, wow, wow. I get a fast one real quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's boobs for you careful that can cause nipple rashes yeah. <laughs> nipple rations rashes milk <laughs> <laughs> all right the point is a lot of stuff happens what happens at baghdad that matters in this sequence 
a fucking naked shower scene. Oh, thanks, Dylan. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Come on, guys. Come on. It's so sad at this point. What is this? Every four? fighting movie is yeah. four now. Yeah, I, and oh. we almost made it through Fatal Fury without. I was a hoping crossing my fingers again. Shower scene again shows art of fighting. Yeah, <laughs> best animated fighting movie. But that's part of this universe, so I kind of considered like this mm. one and those three we've seen before. And King of Fighters. Did we see it? We didn't see a King of Fighters. Not movie. yet. Okay. Yeah. So we got more of this universe to get through. Good. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, excited. But uh, Andy uh, and May, they're in the same hotel room. Now, this is spicy because Andy, he does not, he's not interested in this woman. <laughs> <laughs> which, which begs the question what what is like is he just leading her along like yeah what, what is at the what thing? point does he say i am never going to fuck you because, <laughs> because they state they see it at some point in the movie that it is this this movie takes place a year after the events of fail fury 2 so it's been a Which year seems since like the fight they with had Krauser. like a turning point in that movie no, no, wait hold on they, it was a year since the first movie some Someone says it's, it's a year since it's Lily a, it died. Was a, it was yeah. a year since Joe got hurt, which was in the second movie. But then they also say it's been a year since Lily died. So the first and second movies happened very close together. I mean, maybe. Okay. Either way, Joe uh, or Andy and, and Maya are in their room, and she, she's like, um, he, they're like, there's only one bed. Oh, oh <laughs> one <Sure>. bed. And <laughs> Andy's like, I, I'll have to sleep on the floor. And she's like, "Don't be ridiculous." But then she says a thing. I don't. I didn't write down the quote exactly, but it's a bit upsetting. Where she's like, "Once I'm asleep, nothing will wake me up." Like she's like, pretty heavily implying that he should he should bone down, right? Like like at, without telling her. Oh, like like she's like, sleep rape me. Is, well, it, is the implication all right it's <sighs> i'm not gonna get into the arguments here i will say this she's tried a lot of things yeah she's just she's just trying to figure out the right ammunition uh anyway and she lands on i'm gonna get in bed you get in bed whenever and then you hear uh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you look she looks over and andy's doing push-ups but the sounds he's making don't sound like push-ups they don't sound like push-ups and uh he's also only done like three push-ups but he's like also he's not doing a full push-up he's like coming down to like uh right angles and going back up it's like come on andy you gotta go all the way down for a guy who can like punch through trees i feel like these push-ups should not be as right pleasurably strenuous as they are uh just it's such a strange it's my favorite part of the movie their relationship in general no but again, but again what is what is the end game with andy's relationship with my is like is he is he just so afraid of telling her i don't want to be in a relationship with you that he just was like well i guess i'm just in this relationship for life like what it like he never he it never sent like it never yeah, seemed he consensual. will never leave it she will never leave it right but he never they're never like getting he, what they want he never wanted to be in the relationship yeah and she's like we're in a relationship now and he's like great this is like this is like a middle school well, it's exactly what it is i well, so Andy the same writer has been involved in all three of these movies the fatal fury movies who has the same writer oh, a really okay. good writer I, I can't remember his name let's <laughs> see if i have it on here i don't <laughs> uh to takashi yamada uh-huh. Takashi Yamada has written all three of these movies with some other people helping as well. Um, I don't know if he stopped considering female relationships when he was in middle school and like wants to just 
let that be the way that women operate forever because it really seems like he infantilizes these girls well i'm to the extreme yeah i mean my my is like that in the games like sure my is like but then you bring in this new girl for this sure. one and she's just like they even say you're just a kid but then they still have a romance with terry even though she's just a kid so not clarifying what the age is there just right yeah is like an 18 year old a kid yeah or is you just saying she acts like a kid and either either way like the only women in this series are children basically mentally or physically it doesn't matter sure. well in defense of the artist the drawer the, the writer andy is also basically a child yes but terry he's a little, a little bit different. more yeah he's he's like the 25 year old and you're like terry right. she's the He's the one buying beer for all yeah, his under yeah. underage. I mean, he did take that kid on the motorcycle and like drive him through Germany. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a bad history I'm just with kids. Kidnap your kid, and we're gonna go like you know on a road trip. Is that cool? All right, look, where do we go from here? I got this some, hotel some stuff. discomfort over the relationship stuff in these movies. Um, all right, so after the hotel, they need to go to a club, right? Because they're like, oh, we can't find any of the pieces of armor right let's check with master jubay yes right. and master jubay says meet me at in club. the hoppin nightclub i uh, love this scene where are where is where is this this wherever master jubay lives probably here's the thing about this scene to me is like this scene felt like they got to the they, they, they didn't probably do this movie, movie in order necessarily but they were like oh, we got a lot of information to convey or something let's just like do a scene with like the like let's scrunch this down a little bit yeah because so many of the the framing devices in this scene are like what is going on it's a weird it's, it's a fever dream i i couldn't i couldn't make heads or tails of it because like so was it it's joe andy and my that's the team that's here right yeah and they're here to meet jubay uh, jubai and and then they throw in one or two of the henchmen well here right let's 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 take a step by step Andy and Mai get there and they're like, Where's the master? And Mai's like, Oh, come on, Andy, let's dance, you know, as you expect. Yeah. And then we see the master and 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 Andy's like, Whoa, master, it's you. And then the master's like, Oh, wow, who's that girl you're with? And Andy looks back and it's not Mai. And he's like, Who the heck is this girl? Also, how does that did like Mai grab another woman and then loop like, her like arm? Through, yeah. Through. The the bouncer introduces Andy to this other girl, but it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. Mai just slipped away. Sure. That's right. all. Mai has a plan. Meanwhile, the grandpa guy is either the the, the master still gross. Yeah. He's yes. like, he's, oh. he's not only gross. He has he lists out a bunch of women. <laughs> he has a harem of women, which are, are apparently like all food? females from. Yeah, they all have food names. They're all women from the Samurai Showdown series. Apparently, really, yeah. I, I don't know if it's just their visuals uh, or if it's their names or what, but uh, it's a direct reference I saw on on IMDb. So that's not me right. knowing this. It's IMDb yeah. knowing this. But, but then we go. We jump over to the stage. Yes, and there's a little Japanese show going on. Which is what the yeah. announcer says. It's not just me. He's like, we got a special treat from Japan. Yeah. Uh, and Maya's now, she's got a whole entire dance routine ready to go. It's yes. like this weird geisha with a parasol kind of yes. show. And then for no reason, Billy shows up. Billy hey, Kane. Why? why the fuck is he here? Billy Kane from the first movie. And why does he look nothing like he did in the first movie? He looks, <laughs> looks so weird. weird. Everyone's turned into an alien. And you think this is going to be a, like a retribution fight, yeah. right? Yes. Like, which we're going to great. Yes, like this is going to be the moment to bring Billy Kane and Andy back at arms, and you know, from from two movies ago. Yeah. And instead, 
breaking into the scene and jumping onto stage is Hauer, the pretty boy right. bad guy. And gets and real handsy. Gets with real my, handsy with my uh flirts with her and she says, You probably don't even look good under that mask. And then he says, Well, as the lady requests, and takes off the mask, and she's like, <gasps> pretty good <laughs> but she does say andy's better right uh and he's like really taken aback yeah <laughs> yeah which is andy is, is one of the favorite parts yes yeah. this is one of those deliveries of those lines my jumps over with andy and jubei and weirdly billy kane standing there with him and he's you think oh man billy is gonna fight he's gonna fight but he's gonna fight like on their side yeah. that's the other twist you see coming is like oh okay yeah. he's gonna redeem himself enemy and my enemy yeah my and instead <laughs> Howard says well <laughs> we'll fight some other time we'll see who's the strongest fighter another time and who's the most beautiful <laughs> and leaves well he summons <laughs> a whirlwind and yeah. just like demolishes the club yeah now everything we just described in what a minute and a half two minutes yeah happens in like 30 seconds <laughs> in a blur yeah. yeah and and like and they don't animate all of it so like when mai gets on the stage and she like introduces herself they then flash like a bunch of still shots Bills. of like audience members going oh wah, wah. and then like it's and then they have like strobing lights and all of this stuff and like my brain melted like yeah. I, I couldn't keep up what was happening <laughs> the other really weird thing they do and i guess there was a mirror i think they actually showed at one point but like right andy is like talking to like like billy and billy is like standing behind him seemingly and it's and it's just so weird but they don't just do that with him they also do that with the master as well so like everyone is like looking in the same direction talking not looking at each other but it's like they must have run out of animating budget and they just yeah. needed to put faces here and have them talk so bizarre i lost my mind also be before they got to the club they also do like a weird cut where when they set this whole thing up my calls uh, Jubei on the phone because basically they find out that like because what the fuck was the ancient dude's name Goddison was his name oh uh, Godamar God Godamus Godamus God of War because Godamus was associated with the, their fighting school maybe Jubei knows something about the armor and so they assume like it, it got moved to like his his temple or whatever so they call him up and there's this weird ass cut where Mai's on the phone and then hangs up after talking to Jubei and then turns around to tell Joe and Andy something. But instead of saying it, it then cuts to them and they just repeat back as if they heard it. Yeah. And they go, what? You mean you said they got moved three days ago, but we didn't hear her say it. Right. So like. Why? Yeah. Yeah. That's called a bad movie, Joe. <laughs> bad editing, bad movie. Artistic style. Um, so what happened? Well, and then we also have so while all that's happening, we have Terry and Sulia. Where the hell are they? they Terry and they're Sulia? traveling or something, right? Yeah, well, they're, they're gonna they're get looking, some trouble. They're on their way to Germany because they have the idea that maybe right. the Strondheims found one of these pieces of armor, and that's how they gain their power. Right. Which is cool. I I Connects like the concept. To the the yeah. fighting style of, yeah. of the Strondheim. So so they're gonna go there, but Being on the, the way from the last movie. What the villain being, being the family from the last yeah, yes. Strongheim. Yes. Yes. The, yeah. the Krauser Krauser Strongheim. Yeah. yeah. So I like that concept. Um, but before they can get there, and while like all of the rest of the movie is happening, they just barely make it like in the direction of the castle when uh, Godamus has the not Godamus, not, not Godamus. I'm sorry, Lau, Lau, yeah, uh, Laucorn. <laughs> You're forgiven. 
he is Laucorn Gogamus, though. That's his last yes, name. Yes, so, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Laucorn has a a feeling that his sister is falling in love with Terry. Right. Because they, they are twins. Psychic link. And they have a psychic link. So he wants to meet the man who is stealing his sister's heart. So he takes Jammin with him and they go to Germany to intercept. Right. Um, which they do. But they intercept them in a city? I'm sorry. Is it Pinna? Or that's the name that I can't remember. Panny? Panny? Panny also goes. Right. Um, and yes, so they intercept them in the city in a parking garage, I believe. Yeah, that was confusing. Um, first, it's Jammin. Jammin and Terry do a little... You always uh, got to be Jammin first. Got to be Jammin. Tammin and Jammin and Terry do a quick battle. They get away from that. And then... Because Terry realizes he's like going he's, to lose. The first thing he says, he's as good as Krauser. Better which, even. Yeah. And then so then he runs out of there and um, Laucorn says something i don't remember he says says basically announces himself yeah exactly finally i get to meet you terry bogard the man who stole my sister's heart and then my sister's bow and then he presents an idea that he will give him back terry will give back his sister and give up his search for the armor and they'll just leave him alone yep and terry says no way i'm gonna be the guy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i want to be the guy and they fight and uh Laucorn is just about to kill terry with some big energy blast that he throws and it's like a slow moving energy ball that yeah. terry could definitely dodge right but instead of dodging he stands firm for it and the sister jumps in between yeah and at the very last second rather than letting the sister die uh Laucorn manages to like pull back the energy he, like de-summons it yeah so it doesn't happen. And then uh, realizing that he's lost his sister, I guess, because she calls him a devil. He says, fine, then, and blows them both up. <laughs> and they leap off the Wait, top of this parking no, garage. No, no, yeah. Terry, Terry's the one who does the blowing. <laughs> does Laucorn not throw an energy blast no, at so them? Terry he does blow? a knuckle jam. Okay. And he like punches the building. Because he says... It's a power wave. He says like whatever her name is get ready yeah sulia get on my signal and then he blows them all and everyone there they they do jump into the water after that yeah okay meanwhile well that's happening at strondheim castle that terry didn't make it to Mm -hmm. the guy who may have sexually assaulted my in the previous movie oh is there Stroking his chin yes. and looking at some art on Duke the wall. Duke Blood Cape is yes. back in action. There he is again. I do like this this concept that like I am now the inheritor of this castle. Like I am the steward of the yeah, castle. I think now that's that, more the that case. The king yeah. is dead. Like um, he has to caretake for it. Also, so yeah, so so Panny shows up mm-hmm. in the hole that was left in the last movie. <laughs> yes, they haven't <laughs> patched that up yet. That's pretty good. So she just the, in the throne room or where the organ room, I guess. Um, she just like. I don't know how she got up there. I guess she fly. I guess they all fly. I they don't all know. Like they can fly. No clarify. And so she just shows up there in the middle of the night, arms crossed, and yeah, she so she creeps through the castle to find out where the where the armor is. My my favorite part about this is that when she does creep up and sees the other guy, um, Blood, his name last name is Blood, I can't remember his first name. Yes. When she sees Blood Lawrence? like that might be right, Lawrence Blood. Um he's looking at like paintings and stuff, and she's like watching him and then she starts talking aloud to herself. Oh, maybe the the breastplate is held here or something like that, or behind that painting or something. Uh-huh. But she's speaking, and after she's done speaking, blood turns around. and She's like, 
Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, who are you? <laughs> I, I heard you. I mean, he doesn't say that, but the, there's like, why didn't she just sneak? I mean, I guess because she could beat this guy, but it was weird that she was sneaking in the first place if her plan was just to not be stealth sneaking. So it is Lawrence Blood. I don't know how I pulled that one out. That's you wild. That's pretty big good. old fan of this movie. I love SNK games. Yeah. What can I, I say? I do like that Blood asks her, like, who are you? And she's like, no one you would have ever heard of. <laughs> like, wow is that an insult on her or him like hmm yeah. is she a new is she a new character for the movie probably yes. created solely sense, for the though. movie yeah um so they have a fight uh uh lawrence blood does the uh the old sailor moon trickaroo mm-hmm. pulls off his his whatever his he had pajamas like a swashbuckling shirt on but he takes it off and he's got his armor underneath yeah. Yeah. yeah what i love about some of these transformations especially this one is that you can see on his and certainly he's wearing it first he's got like an open chest right there's no armor under yeah. there when he takes it off he's got like a shoulder piece that wraps around his neck yep and it's like huh yeah it <laughs> is a transformation yeah, not just a uncovering well, I, I do or think he's got a fake piece of skin that sits on top of the armor. Exactly. <laughs> they do it enough that it's just the logic of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And you really, you can't take beef with it. It's, right, it's, it's its own thing. Yeah. We should also mention that there was one last thing Billy Kane did, which was go and report to Geese yes. what's yes. going on. I forgot about this because it has no, no consequence. It doesn't go anywhere. They must have planned a second movie. Yeah. Like a second motion picture. Yeah. But a it fourth, never a fourth right a fourth movie. movie second motion. It's picture. weird because this is like last movie and this movie they've set up. They geese. keep building up geese. Yeah. It's like yeah, they've right. got to be planning to bring him back. Well, also in the games he comes back. They do more in this movie too. Like he, Billy Kane goes back and Geese is like, <laughs> and then he like does a big old bomb attack and Geese is like, no one should have that much power. Or rather, uh, Billy is like, no one should have that much power. Yeah, and it's it's like. I guess he's going to be later in this movie. He's going to be tough when he comes out at the it's end of this be movie. so rad when he shows up. Nope. Because that could have been fun, right? Like, yeah. if they think they need to beat this guy who sounds like a 14-year-old. Right. And they start to beat him, and then Geese <laughs> swoops in and steals the god armor and becomes, like, god Geese. Yes. <laughs> like, imagine gods, if in the middle gods. of, like, every MCU movie... That's where they put the post credit scene. Yeah, like, <laughs> just a moment of Thanos in Iron Man 1. <laughs> just, just I'll do it myself. Do what? What are you what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yes, it's exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, Samuel Jackson shows up. Hi, I want you to be part of the Avengers Initiative. The what? For your Iron Man suit. I haven't made that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think there is a TV series that spun off after this movie. Oh, really? With Thanos? With Thanos and, and Geese teaming up. Thanos and the to, Geese. Uh, <laughs> to get Purple all Man the and, the and all brunch. the Jusfinity gems. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so what happens next? So, 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 Pani, Pina, Pani. She, she beats. summons. Yeah, well, they get into a fight and like. He's like, you're pretty good for a girl. And she's like, what? <laughs> I'll show you pretty good for a girl. I'm a waterbender and summons up the ocean to kill this guy by slamming him into a wall. Yeah. And then I I guess she gets a piece from Stronheim. Like, yeah, because they had yeah. they had armor because when she saw the portraits on the wall, she's like, yeah, that dude has armor. His then I yeah. alleged they probably have a family crypt here because yeah. it's a castle and of course they do I, I don't remember that actually seeing her get it no, but no, I no. assume it's, but just it's heavily implied it's, yeah. and it makes sense yeah this movie assumes you're smart which is something I really like about it they let the audience figure out 
what's yeah. going on. It's a real here. smart, real high intellectual piece. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone would understand this. Yeah. So Terry is wounded after he blew himself in front of all those dudes. It's dangerous. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> and takes a and lot this, out of you. The solution is for this just a kid girl. God damn it. I forgot to, about this. To take him to a church and lay him down on the floor. Yep. And half naked she has her underwear on yeah in her underwear but lay, you don't see that at first she has to plank on top of him right hashtag planking challenge i'm not gonna lie i kind of like every time i watch this movie I either looked at my phone or blanked out between like the, th- the scene between them falling in the water and him getting to this point because every I time i got to this cut. point in the movie i was like what happened to get them here maybe it was just that i wasn't it wasn't that i wasn't watching it's just that they cut back to them and they are in well, this there, like there are yes. so many discrete plot lines happening right now yes it's also so weird because of where like they're like like it, it's in the church like you said they are like at where like like right before the altar basically in this empty yeah. like abandoned church and they're both laying so straight right and so flat so, i think they wanted it to try to not look sexual we're, I mean, we're in a def- church. We're in a church. It well, definitely uh, but, looks very uh, asexual because no, they, they are just laying. Not so much that it. I think that you think you're hitting it on the head in some ways. It's in a church, Sarah's so they it on the head. <laughs> oh, <Ugh>. <laughs> it's because it's in a church. They don't want it to look sexual, right? Because like they clearly don't have any problems sexualizing. I didn't these even characters. realize it was in a church, but now I'm like actually remembering like the pews and stuff. They're like yeah. laying between. Well, Cloud and Eris were like they were. In, if you turn the camera, you'd see them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in the church but that's oh, just it's just the next the, row over yeah. this is church of anime um <laughs> we all so, come to pray so the whole point is she's saying like i did it it worked she healed him i guess with her planking ability yeah because yeah, well, like she tried to heal him regularly before and it wouldn't work and so she's like i have to give it my all and then just like rips all of her clothes off like tissue paper and then lays on top of him and then like states flat out this might kill me <laughs> you guys, you guys all know that hit, that Marvin Gaye hit, Platonic Healing. Yeah, I need that Platonic Healing. Yeah. So Terry wakes up and he's like, "Oh, now I dig you." And he puts a coat around her. I mean, he'd already said he liked her before in the movie, yeah. but like <laughs> after they get a little bit gravy for each other, uh, she starts to tell him. Some- <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna let that slide? Is that going? <laughs> That's what you call it. What do you learn to each other? Okay. They're gravy. Uh, so she starts doing exposition in this scene about her family, like getting murdered or whatever. Yeah, it's just her dad. Yeah, her dad getting murdered because her dad was a famed archaeologist and <laughs> got shot by his like super overambitious like assistant. <laughs> I really like when they go and like they see this guy sitting at the desk and they're like, "You killed our pa," <laughs> yes. and he's like. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what did he say? Like, you bet I did. Well, he like he's he's he has his back to them, and they say that he swivels around. Swivels. And he's like, yeah. He just holds up a gun. Like, it's not like he didn't pick up the gun. He didn't yeah. pull open a drawer and take he the gun like, out. Waiting he for just had the gun in his hand. Uh, but this is where the like the the boy gets shot. Who is the villain? Whose name of already L- L- Lord Corn? La- Lau Corn. Uh, he gets shot, and the, he gets like more powerful because of it or he gets some armor on him maybe he gets the yeah. first he, piece he of armor shot. yeah and, and they had like the one of the pieces of armor in the room in the office and he puts his hand on it and it binds to him because he is a descendant of godamus so he uh <laughs> he just obliterates the dude yeah which i mean fair should be enough power honestly it should be like oh cool this is all i need <laughs> i'm fucking iron man <laughs> but now i need more yeah so yeah that said Terry wraps his arms around that little girl in the church. Yeah. 
And that's weird. It is. It is weird. He's like, I get it. So then the next thing we have. You've got a backstory. Is more of this movie wasting time. Howard showed up in that nightclub. And that nightclub is where the fight with Howard should happen. And didn't. And didn't. And now we cut to a temple. And because of sexist rules, according to her, uh, Mai cannot go in the temple. Andy is in the temple himself. Which is weird because I assume this was Jubei's temple. Like he was where just going Mai to go was pick training yeah, right. in the like, previous what, movie. What is happening? Well, no, she wasn't training there because she showed up. Like, Wasn't she training with them, though? Like, Isn't she a member of that school? No, no, she's I from. I thought she was in Jubei school. Oh, okay. Mm-mm-mm. All right, all right. Well, never mind then. Um, but, but at she any rate, went in onto the premises. Right, in the last she was movie, taking so. a bath in there and everything. Yeah. Irregardlessly, yes. Uh, just like in the previous movie, a man shows up and fights Mai and kidnaps her and rips her clothes off. And rips her clothes off. Luckily, she's got fighting clothes underneath. Well, uh, they all have like five. Changes well, of clothing underneath. Yeah, uh, was this everything. not the scene where her clothes get ripped off? She's very clearly nude and then has her clothes Yeah, on? he uh, like yes. explodes energy at her. Yeah, and he her like vertically cuts apart. a line and the clothes sheer apart and then she does a backflip. And when she lands, she's wearing her her other outfit, her yeah. traditional uniform. Yeah. So this is Howard. He's the pretty guy again. He he beats her so easily. Which just makes her character lose every time she's in a fight. Yeah, sucks. Which is so disappointing. Um, because like, I feel like you can justify a lot of what's wrong with her character if she was also a badass. A character who, or not even a badass, but was effective at doing things. Sure. Like anything. Yeah. Like you just have to have some value you're providing as opposed to being, I mean, presumably her value to the writer is like, oh, but she's got a good tits, so... You know, like that's all she's adding to the film. I'm starting to think the writer might be a little bit not not great with women. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, Joe. You might be right. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, and I want to clarify because I kind of brought this up earlier, is that like I did not know who Mai was before we started watching these. Like right. I heard inklings of this character and how like what just super sexualized yeah. and, and i mean like whatever that's i mean dead or alive exists so like that's that's kind of like par for the course but uh i did not know how bad it was yeah i mean obviously she's sexualizing the games i don't know like if it's as egregious right because they don't have as, as much time this. to think, do right. stuff it's partly the, the context though right like she only exists to dote on andy and to be objectified by yeah. villains and, and be rescued by andy yeah. yes, late exactly Italate. Yeah, milk. What you've just said? Yeah, that's good. All right. So, so uh, they fight. They fight and... Uh, Andy shows up. Right. With with my kidnapped and the dude like kissing on her and her saying no and tears running down her face and it's very uncomfortable. Yes. And Andy gets angry and charges in and you think, all right, well, Andy's going to fuck him up at least. Like yep. this at least has to have that payoff. And there's just a flash to white. Howard is gone. Andy is knocked out. What the fuck? <laughs> like, we don't even get satisfaction of revenge in this fucking series the anymore. Scene. The scene. This scene. But I don't think it pays off well enough later either. I don't know, because he... he we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about All it. All right. I'll let we'll you take the lead it. on it. Because I, I feel like I've lost interest at this point. Because I'm just like, god damn it. They're just like stringing me along and wasting time and not paying off what they're setting up. Are you saying you, you aren't a big fan of the way the Fatal Fury film trilogy is written? I'm 
I have some trouble with it. Yeah. This is surprising. Yeah. But also in this scene, Andy seemingly shows starts to show his affection for Mai. Just like the last time she was in distress. So really he wants a victim to save. Yeah. Not a woman to love. Mm. Uh, All right. So they realized that the last piece of armor through some, they they go back to the the Rhodos Island. They, they find a secret compartment. They find out that the last piece of the armor, which is from the amulet is held. You find the secret compartment, right? Um, That the last piece of armor is in the dead sea. Mm hmm. Um, next and to Israel. Is, in fact, the last piece. All five other pieces have been gathered yes, by yes. Laocorn at this the rest point. rest of Exodia, the Forbidden One, has been assembled. They just need the left pinky toe yeah. to, to complete the set. And uh, so they they always stay in these like posh hotels because, again, Joe is footing the bill. Right. Because he's the one. He's the, he's the money maker. He's the earner here. And then everyone else just goes and spends it all. So we have a pool scene. We have Maya and Sulia hanging out the pool. Just seems wrong in the context of like pacing at this point in the movie. It should yes. be like get yeah, there. We need fast. To, yes. because every other one they've gone to, they've got there late. Yeah, right. So but instead, they hang out by the pool. Right. Um. Uh. Terry and Joe are drinking scotch or something. They're drinking on the balcony, and then Andy is in the woods outside the hotel, smacking trees. Yeah. He is just slapping the shit out of these trees. And Maya is like, serves him right. Maybe now he'll be the one who's upset now that he's seen me kissing someone else when she was fucking sexually assaulted in the previous scene. And now she's like, I let it happen. I wanted that shit. Teach him. It's so fucked up. It has turned me on these movies. Yeah. Like I was into them on the second movie, even with Maya's flaws. And now I'm just like, fuck this movie series. Julia also goes, hey, Mai, is there something going wrong? You and Andy are usually so happy together. Something going on? And I go, what? They're, what? Yeah. They're happy together? Yeah. What What relationship are you watching? I mean, they at least seem friendly towards each They're other. Amicable. Right. And now he's like punching a tree and angry and off he, away. Andy does at some time seem like a hostage. Yeah, in this relationship, but yeah. she does give the advice back. You know, sometimes you just gotta let it, let your guy see you in a vulnerable situation. Yeah, and she also says uh, this is important. Actually, this scene because while they fail the Bechdel test, they talk about Andy. They talk about Terry. Uh, they say Terry is well. Uh, Maya assumes, which proves that she knows none of these people, that Sulia and Terry have had sex. Because she's like, so he was he was good, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Sulia is shocked. Um, and Joe does the same thing to Andy. That's true. Earlier in the yeah. movie. Um, and then they say like, well, Terry's had a really hard time because he was in love with this woman who died, which we've already heard once in this movie and had a flashback to. Sure. Really feels unnecessary to do it a third time. But I liked the reminder. It helped me remember. <laughs> but who, the third who that, time. Whoever she was, was. The third time at least. Uh, Maya is like, yeah, he is like really eaten up inside because he couldn't save her, which feels like, like, oh, that's important. If I care about this person, I don't want to make him feel the same way about me. I don't want to be the vulnerable person who needs to be saved and causes him trouble, which makes her actions at the end of the movie make zero sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but uh, that happens. Uh there, so we're back up on the balcony. Terry and Joe are, are having a drink. Joe seemingly collapses because he drank a bit too much. 
And then Terry's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, the night's just started. And then uh, Terry starts choking. (laughs) And apparently he now they have just force chokes in this fucking universe now because the bad guys show up in the background and they are like telepathically strangling Terry. Yeah, why not? Until he goes unconscious. Why not? And then they go down and they jump Sulia and Mai because they want to kidnap Sulia. Um, just to have her, I guess. I don't know. She, well, because the brother still, he's gone mad with power from these devices he's been collecting. Right. But he still sees her as his sister and feels like she belongs to yes. him. In we some need way. to be side by side conquering the world. Yeah. I was making sure it was that and not that she, he needed her to complete the, the plan. Like it is exciting that Maya is like the last one up here. I mean, Andy's out right now, but like, it was a, it was an exciting moment where I was like, man, is my gonna do something cool to like, you know, fight these guys off or whatever? Uh, no. <laughs> but she and Andy do have to go in and save the day. Yes. Once Andy comes back. Yes, yeah, so man. And, so we have uh, uh, Howard and Pina, Pani. I'm Pani, Pani. I have it right here. So they start fighting Mai, and Mai is like getting her ass whooped, and then Andy shows up. And so it's Howard and Andy versus Mai and Pawnee. Um, how does this fight go? It's the traditional setup. They Andy is overwhelmed at first, and then he. I guess I blanked wins. out. There's actually <laughs> I don't think there's much of a like a like a like a. There's no arc to Andy it. Andy and Mai just start beating him up. Yeah, like they they just they just wreck him like and it's quick too. Yeah. As, it at must some have point, been so quick. I just forgot. Yeah, about at some it. point the guy's mask gets knocked off, and he's like, Aah! yeah. And he he doesn't feel beautiful anymore. Yeah, he goes full Vega at this point. Right. Um. And then like Andy either kicks him or it punches him so hard in the face it like knocks out a couple teeth. Yeah, he is missing like a front tooth or something. Knocks and collapses on the ground. And then Mai jumps through the air. I think she right. strips again. Yes. Changes outfits. Yes. Nice. But she is naked for like a full couple seconds. And then she just like elbow drops. The woman, the boob, yeah, like, yeah, just like right into the sternum. I, I almost even remember like jiggle, like a right. wave, shock wave, yeah, because she. But I mean, it looks painful. Don't get me wrong. Well, I think she's dead, right? It looked like like murder, like, because they don't show up again, right? Whether they're dead or just like they beaten. don't show up again. Okay, yeah, this well, is the end for them. Okay, but yeah. like, there's just like this like shocked expression on Pawnee's face, which is like, uh, yeah. master. Kind of hope they're dead. I do too. Yeah. Fuck those characters. Yeah. Fuck it sucked. Yeah, but she uh so so uh Andy and Mai commit murder, they get arrested, they go to jail, they're prosecuted. Meanwhile You don't understand. We're trying to stop the guys from getting armor. Guys. They're getting armor <laughs> He's becoming a god. I can't pay this bail. Joe's not answering the Joe. phone. Um uh, then they get surrounded by those other dudes, don't they? Because they get, they meet back up with Terry. I can't remember how they get Terry out now. About the skull dudes? No, yeah. they don't show up until they go to the yeah. Dead Sea. So we cut to the oh, Dead Sea where yeah, right. it's a race right. race to against the clock. Laucorn is now because they took their fucking time able to raise up this huge temple of statues bends over and a beam of light shoots out of his ass. If only, <laughs> if up. only, little Final Fantasy crystal Legend of the Crystals. Yeah, action. I missed that um, movie. <laughs> that movie was the best movie we've seen. Uh, so he raises up the temple, and it has this crazy fucking demon statue at the base of it. Yep. And he takes Sulia down in there, 
and then Terry and the others show up and everybody's ready to go in. But now since not seeing them since the beginning of the movie, all the skull mask guys come back. Yes. And, and they, they circle Andy and Joe and Terry. Yeah. Andy and Joe are like, Terry, you go ahead. We'll cut yeah. a line for you to break through. And so here's what alone. I suspected. Those skull guys have like a red eye. Yeah. They're sans undertale. Well, I was thinking geese <laughs> didn't have an eye. Mm. So I was like, is this some kind of like weird geese? Like, uh, the so, whole time. Right. Like, Cause could we have didn't, been, but... right, cause those guys like, they're not really explained. Yeah. I thought they were going to be revealed the, to be like the, pieces agents or something. Mm, the movie just makes you assume that they're associated with the boys, the, the Laucorn crew, Laucorns, the Lau crew. Yeah. yeah, I still think they are. Unfortunately, no, no, they are. Yeah, <laughs> geese is something to do here. It's just it's weird yeah. because that that weird like one it red eye aesthetic been, was so yeah, a like, fun focused on. twist. Um, so they they obviously have their fight outside. He goes in, um, and he immediately starts battling. Uh, Laucorn with the full armor on, mm. and Laucorn. No, there's like eight arcs to this fight. Yeah, because he fights him on. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh right, he that's does. at the top of the temple. Yes. Jammin is at the top of the temple. Yeah. That's a very quick. How do they fight. get Terry back? He, I think he just I wakes think he up. He just wakes up. I don't think they. I don't do remember. I, yeah, I don't remember. There's so many like wasted opportunities on the bad guys side. I thought they took Terry for some reason. And the good guys, uh, but yeah, no, they don't, I don't take him. So. I don't think so. So because they, they knock him out first, and then they go try to take out Mai and, and Andy, and then they, and they, then they lose. Suya. So yeah, the Gemin fight is at least a character thing that they did set up earlier in the movie. So <laughs> the jam yeah. fight is also only one punch. Yes. <laughs> which yes. is kind of awesome. Just hold, yes. It's good. <laughs> it's it's like the stupidest idea that works so well. Terry does his burning knuckle. <laughs> they both do it because they both set shout burning knuckle. Oh, oh does he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and what's great about it also. So uh, it like cuts away like they hit and they like collide. It's like and a it's like bright light. Who's, you know, yeah. energy will will sure. blast through first. But they cut away to go and like reveal some other stuff that's going on. They'll you, cut back to you that. expect the cut back to be like now the fight continues and they've changed moves and they're like to imply a lot of time has passed. They're still locked in the <laughs> same punch. Um, but earlier in the movie, the first time that um, uh, Laucorn attacks at Terry with when he's with Sulia and then there's the explosion that Terry causes. Jamin is like Lady Sulia, like he's he's upset. He's distraught that that she's getting there. Yeah. And then later, when they've gotten him like four out of five pieces of armor, uh, or four out of six, he's like with the other um, villain minions. Yeah, they meet on like a mountaintop. On a rock in the ocean, <laughs> yeah. I think. Just one random standing rock. Um, it's like, all right, we're going we're gonna to shoot our Christian album cover, and then we'll have a meeting. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Got to get that in for the calendar, for the, <laughs> the, the team, the co- corporate calendar. Um, so they... Uh, they they have this conversation where he's like, I think he's growing more powerful than any of us can handle at this point. Sure. And maybe we shouldn't help him. And they all collectively kind of decide, well, if we stop now, he's already more powerful than us and he'll just kill us. So we got to keep going. So then in this fight, the one punch happens. They're locked in. And eventually Jammin just turns his hand and lets the energy throw him back against a pillar. And, uh, Terry's like, why would you do this? And he's like, you're the only one who could stop him. Mm-hmm. I, if I win, I can catch bullets. 
Yeah. But I don't have a bitchin' hat like you do. So yeah, exactly. You're obviously We've more never powerful. never seen Terry catch a bullet. I also like the other anime logic that he says, though, which is, if we had kept that punch up, we would have both died. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is like... That God. one punch going to kill both of us. just like expand and span until it's like a nuclear warhead. <laughs> It's. I love I, that. <laughs> a part of me, like inside, I would love to be an anime writer just to write all the stupid rules that that people come up with mid fight, like yeah. power levels and techniques, and if we had kept punching, we would have both died. Yeah. Like because the thing, the thing that's like a weird like key to anime like formulas is that it's pronounced chi. <laughs> people can, can just canonize canonize weird physics Ideas, yeah. that are like. You just have to accept it. Right, like, and then yeah. wipe it away in the next fight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyways, yeah, he does say you're the only one that can save Laucorn, which is interesting because yes. they've shown throughout the movie that he was a little bit sympathetic to the to the girl, but he was still pretty much awful. <laughs> like, also, this guy, Laucorn, originally did this to avenge his father. And right. And did that within the first five seconds and then just kept going. Yeah. Because now he wants to avenge his whole family. Uh, which is like his dynastic family like his, right. his so that means everyone in the entire world who has ever wronged them right you cut me off at a red light once so so anyone related to genghis khan that's like you know half of asia yes <laughs> you were talking in that movie theater yeah uh, and my third cousin was there <laughs> you jaywalked and made my brother get a ticket yeah you I don't know how that Star works. Wars, George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Terry goes deeper into the dungeon uh, to this. Yeah. Uh, B4. B4? Basement level four. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and I guess, is this where he fights him all pl- all armored up? Nope. Yeah. Well, what am I missing? Help I thought us. They, I thought they fought first. I thought they like had a little scuffle. I thought they had a little I scuffle town. Fully armored. He's fully armored, but I, but I'm not 100 percent sure now because it's like none of it he, matters. Oh, there is a scene where he's like putting. Yeah, on there's the like circlet. a build up to it. So maybe they have a quick fight, yeah. and then he puts on the circlet to finish it because he's not right. able to stop him. And then his oh my god, his fucking armor that he transforms. Into. It's like a weird Mewtwo. Like <laughs> if if somebody was in like a skin tight Mewtwo costume. Yeah. I mean, it does. It doesn't have like irregular like human like. It doesn't have like outrageous proportions except for like. It no, seems like, like if it has you were a cod just, piece. If you were just wearing like a spandex yeah, suit, right, of that like weird kind of gray muscle. Yes, it seems metallic though, and then it's like cut out on his abs. Like there are parts where it's just like it's cut and exposing his yeah. his actual skin. And he's like still in his little teenager voice. Like, yeah, I am more powerful than anyone in the world. This guy was the voice of Raphael in TMNT three, right? <laughs> and also Ed from Ed Ed and Eddie. And, oh. and this double villain. D or one D. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so they fight, they fight, they fight again. He, he now just, instead of like shooting fireballs, he summons like an energy fist, like green lantern. Right. It just shoots like, out and then like hits around. someone. Yeah. This goes pretty horribly for Terry. And then everyone else shows up because they've yeah. beaten all the other Which guys, I guess. I thought was pretty cool actually, because every fight has always been break off and fight your own villain. Yeah. In these movies. Now they all team up on one villain. This is right. really the best movie. No. <laughs> ever made. No, but I will say that this like this chunk of the movie elevates the rest of the movie a little bit. Like for everything I hate about this one, also this part was fun. They switch up the animation style. Now it's like hyper detailed, but yeah. like not in a good way. It's funny because Terry's face looks so it looks like, completely different. Oh, <laughs> like he constantly looks like he's he's it's, 
I'm telling you, they're Ill. turning into aliens more and more. <laughs> it's monstrous. It's just a rapid, violent evolution. It is like really sharp, heavy black shadows. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the idea. It's like energy in the darkness. So you've got like deeper yeah. shadows. But like, no, but like his entire like lower jaw structure completely changed. It's, right. mutant. it's mutated. Yeah. So, so what do they. So they fight. They're fighting and Mai gets uh, kind of knocked back with Terry and Sulia. And Terry's like, Ma, you've got to get uh, Sulia out of here. And she tries to protest. And he's like, damn it, woman. <laughs> he's so aggressive with her in a way that doesn't feel appropriate. But he, he yells at her and tells her to take Sulia. And so they go. And then Terry rejoins the fight with Andy and Joe. And and it is fun. Uh, there's there's some really good Joe lines at this point in the fight. Well, he keeps getting the shit knocked <laughs> yes. out. Like there's a part where he like they're like stone steps and he gets like thrown into them and he just looks like deader than when he got thrown into that wall by Krauser and then yeah. he just looks up and smiles just like <laughs> like and then like just throws himself back into the fight. Yeah. After that after that throw he says, I find myself looking very uncool. Keep watching though. I'm about to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah 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 and yeah, then yeah. and then he does his like tornado uppercut thing that like makes a cyclone and he says hey don't get carried away asshole <laughs> which which like they, they curse and this like they feel like bastard a lot it seems but, like, so weird in this moment yeah the delivery is so strange hey, shithead. i fucking love it but yeah that that's why i think joe is like the best that and good, the crosser yeah. fight in the previous movie that's like fair. that's fair he's just the best and i most do like fun. joe joe of the, of the protags yeah. yeah yeah um so sulia and my get out of there yeah. while the rest of them are fighting but they're not like completely clear of the they're temple just, they're just they like out of the room yeah they just leave the doorway yeah um so my says i'm going back in because they're my friends which i was glad i was like are they just gonna fucking take the women out of this fight but at least my goes back and but then, she she says something to sulia right though, like she says it you don't have to be able to fight you don't have to be there for him to fight for him but you have to be there to support him him which, being terry yeah which is still weird but whatever but from that, well, Sulia's, women gotta be there for their Sulia's man. Sulia's extrapolation of that idea baffles me. Right. So <laughs> they are still psychically linked. Yeah. So Mai goes in. She immediately gets thrown back. Like she provides no help in the fight. Unfortunately. Um, hey, Agra's Agra. You know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Keeps him busy some of that thread off. Yeah. yeah. Um, the tank. The tank is struggling. The DPS just keeps throwing more and more aggro on. <laughs> there are no healers. Are one healer is incapacitated. Joe's calling everybody an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, the healer has one healing move, which is lay on body. Yes, and, and she can't get close enough. Really, yeah, this <laughs> get this got a five yard range max. Imagine if that was the only healing method in like World of Warcraft. Lay on hands. You have to like have two people like plank on top of each other mid fight. There is another good, just bad, bad dialogue here. When, 50 DKP minus. When Mai gets thrown back, Andy goes to check on her because now he's concerned about her, you know. And and he's like holding her right before she passes out. And she says, Andy, from now on, you and I are a team. Don't you dare get killed on me. And his response is not some like deep, heartfelt, you know, proclamation of his emotions. It's okay. <laughs> all he says i don't know andy might be my favorite character (laughs) (laughs) so this emotionally barren human being they're definitely losing the fight until sulia comes in she has 
stabbed herself? What has she hurt herself? She has injured herself somehow. She's which, injured herself because, because blood trickling. Laucorn has like put up this giant force field of energy and he's still hitting, yeah. batting them away. And he's then, like, like unstoppable. And it temporarily like dissipates. Right. And it allows Terry to land a blow and Laucorn is like taken aback because he doesn't know how that happened. And so uh they turn around and sulia has like yeah like done self-harm right and it's uh she explains that got him there's still a little bit of her brother in there because she has that psychic link to him right and that because they're psychically linked he feels what she feels so she has hurt herself to hurt him it's quite a hypothesis yeah real bad if it did not pan out and then she says aim for his chest plate he's he's vulnerable now because i've done this to me so terry dives in with his power knuckle well hold on but there's a little bit of build up before that because she is explaining this all she's like i'm gonna stab myself in the heart it's gonna it's gonna open up yeah uh uh corn yeah and then terry's like don't do that and then laucorn's like i'm gonna stop you from doing that so he goes to blast sulia and Terry like is running and intercepts the blast and stops Laucorn from damaging Sulia. And then only while he, for her, only for her to immediately stab herself through yeah. the breast. Yeah. And, and, and fatally wound herself. It's not such it was. It was very dramatic. It worked too. So, I mean, she was right, yeah. I guess. So Terry collapses. He is upset. And then now he is just, he's going to go all out on, on yeah. Laucorn. And then, Punches him in the chest once. Punches the god out of him, and yeah. just he just sprays out gold coins, right? <laughs> like some kind of Mario <laughs> yeah. thing, right? And that then he's weird. just a little boy again. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, what happened? Yeah, he's so upset. He runs up to his sister. Terry holds her. She dies in their arms tonight. And <laughs> <laughs> she been. spends way too much time dying. She's just like plainly talking at this yeah. point. Yeah, but yeah, it turns out all along the way. Poor little uh, Laucorn was not a bad guy. He just got a little possessed by gold coins. And it happens to the best it of does, us, really. Right? But wait a minute. It's not over yet. Yeah. There's more. Those gold coins get all goopy. They, they, they're like, yeah, they're, they goop up. Just like, uh-huh. I mean, this is, this is straight up. This is some serious Gwyneth Paltrow goop yeah. that they got here. But it turns into a molten god. Uh, I will say I am a sucker for when blood or anything you're in like an ancient like pagan ruined temple with like carvings in the ground and some sort of liquid splashes like in and pulls then like, through the tracks goes, and like, like ley yeah. lines and I'm, I'm just like every time it happens I'm like ha ha it's good All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I like I like that the like Dylan is alone in his room the lights are off he's watching this on probably on like his <laughs> cell phone, phone yeah. like <laughs> me watching the Diablo 4 reveal. <laughs> yeah. Watching Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. All, right. All, right. all right. All right. All right. So the, st- the gold crawls up the statue that was mentioned earlier. It fuses with it, becomes a molten god, like Joe said. And they're like, oh, that thing's pure energy. <laughs> oh, the only thing that can defeat it is more powerful energy. Or energy greater than itself, I think, is what they say. Yeah. And then the crowd kind of parts, and there's Terry, fueled by the magical power of grief, holding Sulia. He's glowing right. blue, and he Thank stands God up. she died. Yeah, because he never would have felt bad enough to win. Right. Um, 
So then he goes up and starts fighting this thing, and it's it's an interesting fight. I think they is it. Well, all first they he, failed uh, some things. He just obliterates Laucorn just at the very start of this fight. Well, Laucorn says like I was just being used. And then, yeah, like just dead. Yeah. Um, and then also there's a outside shot. And then, like, the, the Dead Sea is now boiling and raging, and there's, like, a red thunder and lightning and all this shit happening. because yeah, this uh, god is up now. And yeah. also, there's just military squadrons outside. Yeah, that's so <laughs> wasted. <laughs> what? There's, like, it shows, like, a helicopter, and it gets just, like, ripped out of the sky by something, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. Why are they there? What so is So this what is, is in Israel, which has a pretty, like, predominant military presence. Sure. So if a temple rose up out of the Dead Sea in yes. Israel. Like the Dead Sea is also a big tourist attraction. So like there'd be thousands of people on a beach who see this giant temple rise up and would be making phone calls. So the military intercepting, yeah. not that weird. Then Yahoo would be like, but what yeah, is look at weird this. is that they never set that up. They're just like, and now they're here and now they're dead and now they're gone. <laughs> like, exactly like never matters well it's a fighting game movie it has to have a military have, presence yeah because you have to show that these fighters are better at taking things that yes well you can also get like military credits when you have them you know work with you to that's true in america if you, you make it look like if you put a positive spin on the military in any way they'll give you money yeah, yeah. They'll provide, they'll, they'll, what it often translates to is they provide vehicles outfits uh like yeah. how, to, how to like Shooting set up locations yeah, yeah. Um, like forts you, and stuff. Yeah, you can get a lot out of the military if you present the military in a positive light in your movies. That's why Michael Bay makes so much money on yep. movies. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's why the Transformers this podcast taught something. Now <laughs> I don't know. We got to get back on track. <laughs> right. So how does this anime guy get beat? What's this? What's the thing? So it's just it's just a matter of punching him a lot. There's not yeah. really a cool turn in the fight, which is where it fails because it is like this weird molten monster that's like super fast. It, it also feels, unfortunately, like the movements of the creature feel completely independent of anything that's happening with Terry and Terry's movements yeah. kind of feel independent kind of the creature. Punching the air right. Bit. They're just yeah. so fast and it's such a blur. And I think it could have taken its time to like, like really hammer in like a molten fist pounding Terry, but him like resisting it with the energy or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see Terry get pounded. I know you would, Joe. Um, but instead, it feels like these two kind of things just making hands at each other. Until it's over. <laughs> making hands also sounds like a weird euphemism. <laughs> Those two kids, they're always making hands at each other. Um, so he beats it, defeats it, done. And eats There's, it. It <laughs> beats it, defeats it, and eats it. The Terry Bogard way. It's, it's his memoir. And and I I mean what else happens? Does anything else happen in no, the movie? No, it's literally the end of the movie. Yeah. It's not even like there's like a five minute wrap up of like, all right, Joe, see you right. later. You don't right, get blah, to take blah, blah, the blah. kid back to his mom. Yeah, it's just like they're outside, and Terry does his walk away. Oh, he does grab yeah. the hat, throw it. Okay, but this time, but this time he's throwing it up up at the heavens. Yeah, his true love died. He's got to get again both of them again. <laughs> he's like, "What are you two catch this <laughs> <laughs> one bouquet?" I, I want to go ladies. back and correct. Uh, so I, I, I want to look it up when uh, when they go when the, the scene where the kids confront their father's murderer. They, the boy says, "I know that you killed father, you stupid bastard." The man, like we described earlier, turns around with a gun up. He says, 
What if I did? <laughs> <laughs> so and he just looks like a dweeb. He just looks yeah. like a, like a He's pencil no, pusher, right. just like glasses. He's no mob boss or anything like that. He's just a guy. He looks like an accountant, basically. Yeah. <laughs> just God, the arc of his life is like, all right, I'm going to kill my boss. I'm going to take credit for this discovery. I'm going to shoot his child. All of my, I'm going to shoot his kid, and then this kid is going to obliterate me. Yeah. What happens yeah. when you go up, to roll up to the pearly gates with that story? It's like, yeah, so, you know. I feel like it That's pretty, pretty hardcore out. of you. Yeah. You would have been great in the Crusades. <laughs> Welcome to heaven. <laughs> so this movie just did too little with too much, honestly. Like, there wasn't enough story for all of the set locations and characters and everything else. And if they had just cut it down by about 45 minutes and focused on this build-up to the temple as, like, a through-line through everything and didn't waste time on character stories that go nowhere or villains that go nowhere billy kane and the skull mask people and everyone else who didn't need to be there right i think yeah. you're right though that I was trying to build up to another right. installment here's yeah. a, here's here's where i ding it though like you, you take like this this is a thing that almost never works when you have like there's x amount of pieces this is a video game thing you know like going and getting all the the, the bits to make a thing it's tough to do it in a movie format. Right. And the thing that they could have done the thing here. thing that works so well in MCU is it's done over many movies. Yeah. But they but the MCU also makes a great point out of the places they go to, whether it's places that we're familiar with or places right. that are beautiful. We go to different places here. And they mean nothing. You don't really nothing. get anything out of the travel because it's not about a travel story. But if you like exactly. did break it down somehow and had some f- interesting fights at each of these locations. but Like if Billy Kane fought at the nightclub. Yeah. And, and but I mean you'd still be stretching out the movie, you'd be padding too much in a movie that doesn't need that. But I'm just there's so much happens that never pays off in a meaningful way. It doesn't definitely feel, the best of the Fatal Fury movies. I totally disagree. But it didn't have a Krauser, which I mean, of all the Fatal Fury movies, not including the art of fighting, Krauser was like He's the best. The best part of all of it. I mean He's so I, good. Uh I don't know. I don't feel know. Feel free to stay as long <laughs> as you like. Yeah, okay. I think I'm on Nick's side now. <laughs> forgetting how much i like krauser or just like you haven't seen my new special move there's like a pause all right well show me <laughs> like, well he wants to see it he's he's, he's having got, fun yeah he's yeah. having fun which is funny because they call out in the beginning of this movie when they're talking about krauser they're like oh krauser doesn't even have a personality he was never fun and that's like howard the uh the, the 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 beautiful man. Well, yeah. that's that's just how people without personalities talk about people with personalities. Yeah, but like, Krauser, that Krauser totally, guy's so well, boring. And what he Krauser totally had a personality. Anyways, back to eating these Krauser, paint chips. Krauser worked well also with protagonists that are even with Joe's silly lines. He says sometimes often very boring shonen characters. Like yeah. because Krauser gets to play off of them. He, with without interesting villains that interact with them in meaningful ways, they are just guys who like to fight and fight well. Yeah, and that's basically it. Like right. Joe has a little bit more because he's he says some silly things even but when he's Terry as just I only fight, and if there's a better fighter than me, well, I'm gonna fight him. Yeah, I gotta fight <laughs> for my right to fight. To fight. <laughs> Andy is a sub character. He's like. He, he's, he only exists to parallel. He's always the bridesmaid, there, okay? never the bride. And, and he his, took out that blue dye job that looked terrible. He is he's coming to his own now. Yeah. Actually, I have, I have a, uh, not not always the bridesmaid. Always the Terry's maid, never the Terry is, yeah. is basically Andy's role in these yeah. movies. Uh, it's the, not a good trilogy of well, movies. So what I would say is that 
for some reason, I felt attachment to these characters. That's wild. Like, I at least, like, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, another installment of, of Terry's journey. Like, what's what's going on? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't matter much. But, like, Terry's journey? Well, whatever. Like, his his life. His, like, like I... it As buck wild as these movies are, as nonsensical as these buck movies are... wild. I felt more attachment to these characters throughout multiple installments that I did for, like the mortal combat characters like the 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 quality difference in those movies i won't disagree that i felt very little for the mortal combat characters but i do think they were enough of a vessel in that one movie i don't think i cared really about any of the characters in these movies i cared about them because they would end the movie by being part of the plot (laughs) But like you're just like go 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 just keep going. If any character died in this movie, I wouldn't feel anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's Browser. at least interesting. I, it's just, that, uh, well, any protagonist, sure. Okay. Yeah. Any of right. the main main good guys. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's, well, Joe, if Joe died, I'd be like, oh man. But he's never gonna die. The dude's invisible. Like the guy's yeah. gotten the he shit kicked out of him, well, whipped around by his ankle into stone walls, and actually, be fine. Yeah, it, it would be it would be it would be good if Joe had died. It would be impactful. That's what I say every day. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And on that note, let's do our roundup here. I'm going to go with... Um, I, I like to average these movies based on my scores that I've got. For, I, like, when it comes seems to like you've averaged them all pretty well. So I'm thinking, you know, when I go back to... I'm not sure to get to my scores here to like see yeah. where, where we're at. Uh-huh. So Fatal Fury, uh, Hungry Like a Wolf. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, two out of ten on that one. Yeah. Um, and my score on the second movie was pretty similar. It was Fatal Fury 2. What was the subtitle on that one? Just Fatal Fury 2. No. Oh, it's not. It's not. The new battle. The new battle. The new battle. Well, but, okay. Fatal yeah. Fury 2, the new battle, which Love had a score that I gave it yeah. uh, of 2 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. And now, actually, this movie, I'm giving it a 2 out of 10, uh-huh. which means as a whole, yeah. when you take 2 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 2 out of 10, yeah. you, get, you get 6 out of 30 uh, for the total combined sum of these scores. And then you divide that by three, and you get two out of ten for the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's that's innovation on a review scale that I've never seen. It's unprecedented. That's just math, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm gonna give this movie two out of six oh, man. pieces <laughs> of the armor of Mars. Mm. Because it sucked. <laughs> it's interesting sucked. that you liked it less than me, but you've reviewed it higher than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's because your numbers you mean nothing? You no, up. that's not true. I genuinely mean two out of ten every time On, I say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm give this this movie uh, a two out of what? Uh, <laughs> a two out of three Fatal Fury movies. It was basically the length of two of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty long. Too long. Too long. Too long. long. Foo. Too. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on this magnificent film? No. Well, what's next? Do we know? Uh, yes. In fact, we do. All right. For real this time. Wing Commander. What? Ugh. Command right. my wings and I'm gonna, fly me. I'm going to start digging and try, see if we can find something that came out right before <laughs> yeah. Wing Commander. Oh, Fatal Fury 4. Oh, my a, God. F- no, semi-official I, I take it back. Project. I'm not digging. Fatal not Fury digging. 4, the prequel. <laughs> the three, the prequel. It's the, it's the colon, the prequel. Uh, the Krauser years. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, now I'm in. Yeah. You brought me back around. I was out of it. 
<laughs> I'd watch more Krauser. Guys, have you ever seen? Have you ever played Wing Commander? I know nothing about Wing Commander. Mm, I, this is this is a very blank hole for me. Nick? It's it's a vague memory for me. So basically, fresh. I will say, I'm a big fan of Freddie Prince June. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this movie around people for people my age, it is like a a highly praised like, yes. piece of their childhood, a relic, a holy relic. It it came to me at a time where I guess I was either too young or too distracted to appreciate it then sure but i am hoping that it will feel like good 90s nostalgia for me i have no faith what is your favorite freddie prince jr movie oh scooby-doo obviously all right pretty good that's a good but that's a good pick and you are fast on the draw yeah i will not have anything wasn't he in like uh gross point blank oh um i don't think so well then never mind but he was in i know what you did last summer Okay. Which was, I mean, like growing up, yeah, I, I like that movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, I, don't it's, know. It's, it's I never a, saw that movie. Subversive horror, kind uh, of trying to be like Scream, but not yeah. as good as Scream. She, he was in. That's very subversive. She's All That. That's a classic Freddie Prinze. Yeah, Jr. okay. Wait, with Amanda Bynes? No, it's some 90s actress who doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, Shark yeah, you said Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, his career is pretty short, actually. It's kind uh, of weird. John Cusack, who was in Gross Point Blank. That well, he's, <laughs> he'd probably be pretty insulted by me. <laughs> Wait a uh, all right, guys. Anything else? It's just weird that Freddie Prince Jr. spelled with a Z instead of a C yeah, in Prince. It's really it drives me nuts every time I see really it. Weird. What's his most recent movie? That would be interesting. Eight Legged Freaks. No, it's oh. not. Is it really? No, but that's just, that's just. Is my he favorite. in there? Yeah, he's he's the main guy. Wow, I haven't seen it in a long time. I guess he's also the bull. In, but do uh, I know no, who Dragon Prince Junior is? <laughs> wait a minute, is wait, Alien no. Freaks not that guy? No, that's. I don't think that's that guy. Is that one of the Wilsons? It might be. Hold on, we're looking it up now, audience. I know you're holding your breath. Oh, oh, Someone oh, 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 it's David Arquette. Okay. The other Freddie Prince Jr. Okay. Who was in Scream, but not in. I know yeah, yeah, last yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't David Arquette also look like Luke Wilson? Kind yeah. of, yeah. I, I, it was enough that when you said a Wilson brother, I was like, oh, was it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I can I see it. Joe Johansson was in Eight Legged Freaks. What a weird time to Okay. All so right. apparently there's a 2019 Punky Brewster series, and he is in one episode of it. Great, awesome. Well, on that note, we'll see you next time when we watch Wing Commander. <laughs>